Hello and welcome to the London Property Podcast, the home of Super Prime. Today we're in conversation with Amiad Soto, the CEO and co-founder of Guesty, based in Tel Aviv. Well, Guesty started uh, just shy of seven years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, that was out of my own unpleasant experience with my identical twin brother, Kobe, uh, where both of us were renting our own apartments in Tel Aviv. And while we were traveling, we tried to you know, rent our places on this new platform, Airbnb. I'm talking 2012. And our experience wasn't that great. So we felt to ourselves like there, there's no way Airbnb is exploding like they were. And they were like a couple hundred million dollars worth back then with so much work involved. It needs to be kind of like a lunch and forget service. And since we couldn't find one, we decided to open one ourselves. Uh, and with that, we uh, talked to our friends, started servicing their apartments, and submitted our idea to Y Combinator, the same incubator that Airbnb graduated from, and we got accepted. Uh, ultimately, graduating and building Guesty, an end-to-end property management software that automates and streamlines the complex operational uh, needs of any short-term rental business across all major booking sites like Airbnb, Booking.com, VRBO, and more. And uh, today we are uh, we have raised sixty million dollars to date. Uh, we have offices worldwide, including in London, and uh, we have users in over eighty countries these days. Uh, successful short-term rental businesses and, uh, and the like. Fantastic. And um, what kind of data do you produce and share, and who's it mostly useful to? So since COVID-19 hit, uh, we have been reviewing our data very closely every couple of weeks uh, to gauge travel patterns that occurred and ones that we see in near future. And we have communicated these numbers to our users uh, and the entire short-term rental community by frequently publishing infographics and reports, as well as securing media hits to publicize these numbers widely. So the goal is to aid our users and professional hosts and property management companies in general in making well-informed business decisions that help them achieve stability and ultimately longevity. And um, I'll give you a few examples. Uh, so, you know, coming up, we have a guide that will be published soon as a holiday booking patterns uh, that we are seeing over Christmas and New Year's Eve globally. And a couple of that main insights I can share are, you know, though global reservation volume went up 5% in fall 2020 compared to the end of summer 2020, we have looked at the booking numbers for upcoming holidays like Christmas and New Year's Eve, and we are seeing significantly less reservations. Obviously, that's because most people don't book that far in advance still without knowing what will happen with lockdowns. And that said, more bookings are definitely coming as folks are booking stays very last minute. Uh, so in September, 15% of reservations across all major short-term rental booking channels were made the same day. And over 40% of reservations were made within seven days of the reservation itself. And uh, additional 30% were made within 30-day window of the reservation. And lastly, guests will also pay more to travel this holiday season, though less people have booked stays thus far. On average, those who have are shelling out more cash when booking and are also reserving their accommodations for longer periods of time compared to last year. So they're trying to book longer stays in general. So basically, people are looking for flexibility and last minute kind of uh, arrangements. And then on top of it all, they've got to build into it the quarantines and whatever else they need to do. So they're kind of mini relocations rather than holidays, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. So w- whenever they have such lockdowns and things like that, they try to go away from their normal habitat into experience different type of scenery, maybe in the, in the vacation areas, or maybe even just experiencing different city, what we call uh, uh, pretty much uh, 
life shoppers, uh, we call it, or city scrapers. So there's a lot of different types of and travel. I will talk more about it uh, later. Okay. Um, there was something actually in, the, in our last conversations with your colleagues that uh, destination isolation sounded like a really interesting uh, twist on uh, what we're in doing. Fact, we, we do have some employees right now who are doing destination isolation in a few Greek islands working remotely uh, and, you know, just renting a full apartment for like a month or so working remotely there. Um, you know, if, if you're already stuck to, to one place, you might as well experience different place than you're used to. Which is nice for the people at the receiving end because they're, they're getting some business in at the same time for longer periods and yeah. uh, less management, I guess. So what would you say is the biggest market for for uh, Guesty? Yeah, so we, we do have many large markets from Europe to the US to APAC. Of course, everything is impacted by seasonality. Right now, it's high season in Australia, for example, and it's uh, as it's summer there. One of the biggest changes we have seen that emerge from the virus is the individuals are booking longer stays, as I mentioned earlier, in across every market. And as such, we opened the Guesty platform to support extended stays of four weeks or longer after noticing that travelers were booking rentals for longer periods of time. Uh, this helped our users incorporate flexible inventory, uh, which is not just short, but also mid and long-term stays into their portfolio to achieve reliable stream of revenue. As you mentioned, it's helpful for those businesses. That meant providing users with a seamless integration to Airbnb's monthly stay program and the ability to adjust prices, offer custom quotes, hold dates for different guests and apply custom rates strategies to listings. So we, we are seeing different markets ex- having different exposures to different type of uh, travelers. And... Um... Would you say, what would you say is the most unusual uh, market that you have? Yeah, so I can comment on the most recent unique pattern that I've seen merge from COVID. And after seeing many escape cities to be in more open and remote areas, we call those city scrapers, as I mentioned. This summer, we saw for the first time since March, people began booking again in major metropolitan cities. So this trend of renewed city goers can be credited to a multitude of reasons, uh, including pent up demand for travel with people needing a change of scenery, even in their own cities with a staycation, or those living in the outskirts of cities want to safely enjoy reopened restaurants and sites uh, for a long weekend stays, or travelers who are keen to take advantage of low prices being offered on city stays. Uh, like normally in the middle of a city, it's normally multiple hundreds of dollars per night. And now you can find it at a much cheaper rate. And it allows people to experience different neighborhoods of their own city and, and maybe even try uh, living in a different area altogether. So another pr- pattern to note is that COVID has really resulted in redistribution of travel, uh, especially domestically. Areas that have perhaps never gotten this much attention are suddenly super popular. Uh, and it's no surprise that rural tourism has become so popular as well. So it's interesting that people are still getting attracted to the cities, but different different types of people at different price points. But we kind of miss that interaction with 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 people. So I guess you know it's it's not it's not going to change that attraction of wanting to go where the action is, is it? Even even if we're all locked in. Yeah, and also don't forget, people are still uh, celebrating their anniversaries or their. Uh, you know, maybe even a wedding or sometimes the birthday of their beloved one, and they want to meet with their close family. And sometimes the only opportunity is in a vacation rental where you can rent an entire place, which is much bigger than your normal apartment. 
Uh, so there's a lot of different types of travel who is re being redistributed. And that's part of the reason that uh, short-term rentals are actually experiencing uh, an increase or of a recovery comparing to the normal hospitality industry. Yeah, my, well, my family hold a, a building that we usually do long-term rentals on, and we started to put them on Airbnb because, you know, you you got to pay your bills. And we noticed that a lot of the people who booked or inquired were actually family-related visits coming for, 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 from other countries to, to visit their family locally, but then they can't obviously stay with them or they need a bigger place, as you say, to all be together. So it's, it's, uh, it's interesting that you're saying the same thing about your data. Um, why do you think rentals is poised to, to, to grow after the pandemic? Yeah, so the short-term rental ecosystem is is poised for growth, and the major comeback uh, as a whole uh, will likely overtake hotels in 2021. So opting for short-term rentals over traditional hotel stays this holiday season will be a trend we see among travelers, resulting in a larger community ultimately considering and booking alternative accommodations, not only in the near term, but also when the virus is the thing of the past, right? So here's why. They are ideal for the main concern of travelers this holiday season and beyond will be safety, right? And this is why many will be booking separate accommodations versus staying with family, given that everyone has a different anxiety and comfort level surrounding the pandemic. While some travelers are extremely cautious and follow guidelines strictly, others follow them loosely. So private rentals have lowered uh, guest turnover, which already reduces the risk of exposure between guests significantly. And by nature, private homes have less high touch surfaces in shared spaces such as elevator buttons or door handles than crowded hotels. And this coupled with accommodations that limit human interaction, enable larger as socially distanced gathering, will certainly be a deciding factor for holidays booking as private rentals can be accompanied by outdoor space to host a festive dinner, for example, as well as a big kitchen to cook the actual meal in. Uh, such accommodation is more suitable for high-risk dinner guests, such as the elderly, who can enjoy at a distance more, much more than a hotel can, environment could. And because of the aforementioned, I predict that many hotel goers will become short-term rental converts during the near term and for the long term in order to enjoy safe stays in the new destinations. So I definitely believe that uh, we'll see a much more strong recovery once, especially once vaccine become available, but people would just try to gradually uh, going back to travel, but doing it in a much more comfortable social distance uh, uh, manner. Yes, no, I agree with you. I think that if I was to travel to anywhere, I'd be much more comfortable living, staying in an apartment than going to a hotel and having to worry about who was in the elevator before yeah. me a minute ago and so on. Um, so also for uh, for those who don't know, obviously, um, Guesty enables you to manage your rental portfolio from one desktop and send it to all the different platforms such as Airbnb. How many of those platforms would you say there are, the main ones? Would you say there's a handful, 10, 20, 100? What, what are we looking at? So it really depends if you're looking at international uh, OTAs that stands for online travel agents like Airbnb, Booking.com and the rest. Or you're looking at more regional, very niche uh, OTAs, right? So they are very different. Uh, if you're looking at international ones, uh, you have a handful. Sometimes there are uh, more, but they are under the same umbrella of these, you know, five big companies. Um, 
And if you look at regional or niche ones, you'd find a lot more, like over thousands, right? And the reason there is because in many countries, you would find, like, you know, I'll give you an example, not just a, a dedicated one for a specific region, but a dedicated one for a specific region for a different type of persona. Like, hey, this is a, an OTA for uh, maybe gay travelers, or this is one for people who go on bicycle trips. So this is very dedicated for bicycle trips across Europe, for example, or across a specific uh, mountain that has a very big community uh, for cyclists. So there's a lot of different types of OTAs that are having their niche market. And I think during COVID-19, these markets actually expanded because people are looking more closer to home and therefore are looking more domestically rather than the international uh, websites uh, that they are used to. So so they have the knowledge to know where to look and, and find. And then how do people like these little little operators find Guesty or do you find them? What, how, ma- how many of these OTAs are you actually connected to? Yeah, so we are connected to all the big ones, and we also have integration with uh, channel managers that have uh, connection to hundreds of those local regional ones. Um, the property management companies that are our customers find us uh, because they are looking for solutions. They are already swamped uh, by uh, many manual tasks that they have to deal with on a daily basis, either it be managing their owner relationships, accounting, pricing their properties publishing them across many OTAs, uh, communicating with guests, cleaning, and, and all that kind of stuff. So they look for solutions. They find us because we are one of the biggest ones internationally, if not the, the biggest one, international solution. And uh, we show them the demo of the product, and immediately they're hooked on, on the amount of time it saves them and the ability to not only save them time, but also expand their business. So, so a lot of these businesses started with Guesty with five properties and grew with us to over a couple hundred properties over time. So... Yeah. I mean, uh, we came across Guesty because we've got properties of our own in Spain and uh, we needed to have a bit more control remotely, uh, even if we've got people on the ground. So it was really interesting to see how many different things we could monitor from afar using your your system, which admittedly I haven't signed up to, but I have started the process. So in your marketplace... Monitor and automate as well. So we, we not only enable a lot of functionality, but also try to automate it to save you a lot of time. Yeah. So talking about that a little bit for people who are not as, as uh, tech obsessed as I am, you you basically, you'll be able to put your properties onto Guesty and then uh, manage everything from guest arrivals to automatic keys and price adjustions and so on. Can you tell us a little bit about the top sort of most fascinating bits that come in your marketplace? Yeah. So first of all, our, we try to make a product that is an end-to-end out of the uh, belief that you know we've been a property manager ourselves when we started the company, and we felt there's way too many tools out there, and there needs to be one place that kind of like synchronize everything, so we don't have to juggle between ten different tools. Um, and the life of a property manager is super intensive, so you need to kind of like make it simpler uh, dramatically. Um, so for one, you don't just need to bring your properties to Guesty. Sometimes we can just connect to your Airbnb, pull your properties into Guesty, and automatically allow you to manage everything from there. Um, even across many Airbnb accounts, including many uh, Booking.com accounts or whatever you have. Um, not only that, you can manage all your guest communication from one place. And not just on the channels themselves, but also on email, text messaging, and WhatsApp. So if you want to text uh, a guest and ask them, hey, 
um, you know, what's your estimated time of arrival, or maybe even offering them an upsell of transportation from the airport, you can do all of it from the Guesty uh, inbox and even automate those tasks. Uh, so uh, two days before arrival, you reach out to them and ask them to fill a form or even um, offer them an upsell opportunity to have breakfast or have anything that they would like. Uh, so uh, everything is get synchronized into one place and facilitate the life of a property manager uh, across many domains. Uh, I gave you just the, the communication side, but there's also the pricing side. There's also the revenue management. There's also the analytics and accounting. And like I can speak about our functionality for hours, uh, yes. but I, I just recommend people to go on our website and register for a demo. And uh, that will be the best solution. And uh, my favorite by far uh, was the noise management one. Yeah, so uh, we do have a full marketplace with around 100 companies there. And uh, several of them are noise monitoring ones. So you have full integration into the reservation management. So the noise monitor knows exactly who is staying in the apartment and can monitor uh, You know, if they cross a specific threshold that you set and alert you about these are the guests and, and maybe even automatically send them an alert. Hey, uh, we're getting... Uh, this much uh, noise from the apartment, please uh, reduce it dramatically, or we have to come by and you know uh, maybe even uh, take your uh, security deposit or something like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, so what what is the kind of London specific data that we can discuss that that you you, you might have noticed? Um, is it being used a lot in prime central London or is it broadly across the whole of Greater London? How's, how's, how's that looking? Yeah, so I gave you information about all of Europe and Europe boasted the most reservations in October compared to all other geos. In fact, October reservations volume in the EU was more than double what we're seeing booked in November and December combined in the EU. And the average length of stay sits at around 5.7 days, which is a longer average stay than we saw pre-COVID. Uh, the eight European cities that has the most bookings uh, for the rest of the year thus far are Whitby, uh, UK. London is second. Uh, Santiago de, Ca de Casem, sorry for uh, butchering that name, <laughs> Portugal. Amsterdam, uh, Copenhagen, Edinburgh in Scotland is sixth. And Paris and Hungary, uh, Budapest, Hungary is eighth. So we're seeing a lot of reservation volume globally keeps increasing month over month. And in September 2020, we saw a 5% increase in reservation volume worldwide compared to August. Uh, that said, in the United Kingdom, saw a decrease of 14% one four, uh, in reservation volume, perhaps because the last month was heading into the second lockdown, which is uh, what you're experiencing going to happen in Thursday. So, But we still got three of the top destinations in the UK on your list. So we're right. still okay. We're still a destination that people want to come to. Um, so is there any way that uh, a long-term property manager could adapt the system to use it? Yeah. So in fact, um, when COVID hit, we looked a lot about what our customers are doing. And many of them pivoted their inventory towards mid-term stays and even long-term stays. And we have uh, done... Uh, you know, we are startups, so we could uh, change things really rapidly. And we've done all the modifications to our product to support midterm and longer term stays, even side by side with short term stays. So sometimes you don't convert the entire inventory, but you do, hey, I'm going to do 50% of my inventory on long term now uh, for like six months. And then I'm going to do uh, a monthly stays 
uh, for this inventory and short-term stay for this inventory. So we support all of that on under one roof, uh, literally. And uh, mm-hmm. that's that brings our software to be the go-to place for flexible housing, right? So the go-to place for alternative accommodation. Fantastic. Is there anything that uh, you think that we should discuss that I haven't covered? Well, I definitely recommend any property manager who is listening uh, to reach out and ask for a demo. Uh, Even if you don't uh, currently offer short-term rentals under your portfolio, I definitely recommend uh, to register to our blog and read some of our uh, material because there's a lot of things you can benefit from learning more about this ecosystem and potentially even opening up some of your inventory towards short-term or mid-term housing which will not only give you uh, more exposure uh, to the demand of the inventory, but also potentially increase your revenue uh, in general. So, Yeah, I mean, I find that I've been in the market for 30 years, and I think that property management, uh, both for buildings and individual homes, is, is really behind uh, how things should be done. And, you know, to give you an example... Uh, there was an American company who we were acting for and they came to try and buy a property management company and then realized there aren't any. (laughs) There's literally people do property management because they have to, but nobody really does it on a large scale, certainly when it comes to residential. Well, I think think these days there are a lot more than they have been 30 years ago. And and I think that part of it is the fact that technology offers a lot more you know, streamline access to this type of property management and also uh, lowers the barrier of entry to anyone who wants to do property management as their business. Um, and short-term rentals was also something very difficult to do uh, five to 10 years ago. And then came companies like Guesty and simplified a lot of the uh, workload uh, that uh, these companies had and lowered the barrier to entry to any individual who is just starting with five properties or potentially an enterprise with 500 properties. So any anyone could be using uh, Guesty to you know, basically do this in scale. Okay. And w- when it comes to, to, to a corporate landlord who who's, who's holds a portfolio of properties, uh, it, it really makes sense for them to have, what, five plus properties to use the system? Well, I think if you if you have less than five properties, you you are probably not a full time business unless you manage your own properties there. Um, and if if it's not your full time business, it does require you know some learning or learning curve, and therefore some investment from your side. I would definitely recommend using a technology player like Guesty for a full time business, and therefore, uh, if you pass five properties, that's where uh, it becomes more interesting to you. And if you pass 50 properties, you, you almost immediately uh, realize how much uh, you can gain from using a technology like Guesty. So, and can you can you do multiple uh, locations? As in, if I was to sign up, which I am planning to, uh, I would want to uh, I'm gonna manage. Count, I'm going to count on that, Furnace. Yes, yes. I'm going to I'm going to use it for a portfolio in London and also in Seville. So, would I yeah, need so to? So ma- many of our customers. Uh, are cross uh, countries and even cross continents. So we support uh, multi-currencies and multi-languages on our platforms. Uh, so that's not a problem at all. Great, fantastic. And the fee for it is, is a percentage of the income. Yeah, so we definitely uh, 
have multiple fee structures depends on your scale and also how many modules you take from the product. Um, so I definitely recommend people to sign up for a demo and talk to an account executive who can quote them on the exact modules that they care about. Um, but it's it's either fixed fee per month or a percentage. We have uh, both modules. So Fantastic. Okay. Thank you to Omiad from Guesty, and we hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. If you want more information, you want to connect, email us info at londonproperty.co.uk.